0: So the Mage Hound is just behind Cranton on the lowest hold. And there is an airship above you that is tracking your position. And the, the water had washed pretty much everyone around a little bit on the deck. And so we are going to start this game with initiative. All right, so Lander, so you see... Uh, or you saw what you believe to be another Mage Hound crashing through the top deck of the Dark Discovery and disappearing. You probably don't know that it's gone all the way to the bottom level, but you are aware of the Gnomish airship. Though it's captained by elves, it was Gnomish built that is following you. Your ship, despite the fact that there's only a few of you on board, there is sort of a an unnaturalness about the ship that you guys have come to know that it doesn't appear to be sentient. It can't do a lot of things, but some things just seem to happen. And the ship was able to kind of get itself going before any of you were able to assist with raising the sails or anything like that. So you are sailing quickly away from the Longbeard ship, but this elvish airship is following. You are going further and further into the heart of the storm that is worsening and worsening. And you are first to go.
1: Do I notice anybody coming from the airship trying to get onto our ship? Roll a perception check. Thirteen. So... You do actually see a
0: couple of figures. I mean, this is pretty far away, and it's dark and stormy, so you can't make it out clearly. But you can definitely see that there's someone up there. But whether they're trying to get onto your ship or if they're, they're the ones piloting the ship, you're, you're not aware.
1: Okay. So my first belief of threat is that it's the Mage Hound that's on board. So I'm going to go and try to jump down through the hole that it's created in our ship. Okay. So I want to run up to the hole and then jump down into it.
0: Okay. Uh, I need you to make me a dexterity check, unless you have athletics or something that would work better.
1: I got a 16 on my dex. Okay.
0: So you basically run up, jump down the hole. Uh, the Mage had just taken a, a step forward towards Cranthon, so you pretty much land right where it was. So you are now directly behind a identical-looking mage hound. This, this thing looks exactly like Cranthon, except it does not have those two distinctive eye sort of gouge scratch marks. Otherwise, they look exactly the same.
1: Okay. I want to attack it with my dagger. And as I do so, I just, uh, in like kind of a, a guttered voice, just say, Get away from him! Because I see him going after Cranthon.
0: All right, go ahead. And, Rob, I'm going to give you a disadvantage on this since you've already ran and jumped, but I'll let you make the attack.
1: Oh, I doubt that's going to happen. A six. <laughs> All right, high or low?
0: Uh, well. Your dagger snaps when you stab this creature. Oh, shit. Well, I'm still very angry at him. With a broken dagger. With a broken dagger. All right. Cade. <laughs> You pretty much know where everything's going on right now. You also know that despite the per- their penchant for this ship sort of doing things, it still needs to be piloted if you have any chance of getting away from this uh, airship. So what are you going to do? Kate's going to keep doing
2: his best to put as much dis- distance between the airship and Longbeard ship as possible.
0: All right. So you need to make your way to the bridge. Mm-hmm. That'll be your move action. And give me a piloting check or navigation, you should have something along those lines. If not, then it would be uh, intelligent. Eight. <laughs> and <you should> be <laughs> He's a great prof- pilot. You should be proficient with it, though. Yeah, I mean, this is your background. In fact, I'll i will even give you advantage on that, since this is something that, I mean, you're a captain, for God's sake. You,
2: Yay for advantage. So with the proficiency bonus, that will make it an 18.
0: Okay. So you start to do the wrong thing, but then you do the right thing. <laughs> but, tell, but tell me what the right thing is. What do you actually do to try to get the ship further away from the longbeard and this elvish airship.
2: He's going to begin um kind of serpentining and pushing the uh pushing the dark discovery up into the waves to uh, a make it harder for other people to get on the ship to repeat the uh mage hound's exploits of jumping straight down and um to kind of wave jump basically.
0: Okay. Also
2: that would hopefully prevent them from shooting at us.
0: All right, so I'm going to say for everyone else, you have to make dexterity saving throws on your turn <laughs> to keep from falling because your ship is now wave jumping. Everyone, it is your turn. We'll start with your dexterity saving throw. Fantastic. 10. Okay, you are on your butt on the deck of the ship. What would you like to do?
3: Um, I am going to roll over on my hands and knees and I'm going to crawl over to the hole that is now on the top of our ship and uh, I will do my best to look down to see what I can see after I watch Lander jump down. With my one eyeball, my other eyeball, I'm going to keep an eye on Cade to uh, see if he's got any directions or anything he needs me to do since I'm the only other hand on deck.
0: Okay. So when you look in the hole, there's enough light barely for you to see. Uh Lander and the back of which which could be Cranton or it could be this other magehound. you you can't tell them apart from the back they look identical to each other. Kate, are you going to say anything to Everin as you run towards the bridge? Get that thing off our ship. I'll do my best, and I'll
3: shout down to Lander. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> Guys, that's back. be
0: careful, I'm on my way, okay, so um the airship is going to go it, it is closing a little bit of distance um wave jumping is actually going to help other like ocean bound vessels from getting on but it actually slows you down a little bit makes perfect so, sense so, so the airship is actually able to get somewhat in front of you but that's all that's going to happen at the moment however it's now time for the other mage hound to go uh Linda, this is very important for your character's well-being <laughs> choose high or low I wanted to choose high. What
4: well, does it do? A dex check first?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you know, actually, you are correct. It does need to do a dex check it's, first. It's Probably going to fall and bust through the hole in rocks. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fall through, and then I'm going to fall and slide into the hole and make it bigger so that we all drown.
0: So it actually does succeed on its roll. Essentially, it's so heavy that it just doesn't jump as much. So it's more of just like a slight bump. The bad news for Lander is that it did take notice of your attack, and it's going to spin. Uh, much like how Cranthon described last time, that this, the top of it's going to spin around so that it's now, its front is facing you but its legs are facing back and it's basically going to backhand you.
1: <laughs> Probably. 19 versus armor class? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it and then some. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of dice.
0: Okay, you take 12 points of damage as it backhands you Like the small, whiny child that you are.
1: Yeah, we're cool. That's only half my total hit point value. Make
0: a strength strength saving throw. DC is 14. I got a four. Okay. So you
1: skip across the ground.
0: You are flown through the air, and you actually take two more points of damage as you hit the far side of the wall and slide down on your bottom.
1: As I do that, I cough a little bit. I'm just like, damn you. And a little bit of blood dribbles down (laughs) the side of my mouth.
0: All right, um, Cranthon, you are last to go in the turn order, so you now are facing the back of the top of the Mage Hound and the front of the bottom of the Mage Hound (laughs) that has just knocked your brother into next week. Okay, so do I get advantage or anything for being a Mage Hound? first you need to roll your dexterity, save and throw. Let's not forget that. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, um, yeah, I'll give you advantage because you're so heavy.
4: Okay, so I get a, you said a strength check or a dex check?
0: It'll be, still be decks, Okay, 16. Yeah, that's more than enough. So same thing. You you go quarter. up, but you only clear about a quarter inch off the ground where these guys are going up like a foot.
4: So basically I go with the movement and I start to close the distance. And I, I realize my only chance here is to be different than this thing. So I draw two Morning Stars made out of whatever I'm made out of. And I charge this thing and I attack it.
0: So I like to think that uh, as the ship hits a wave and it actually tilts up, because you were more to the front, that you almost like almost like gravity, you're, you're coming straight at it anime style with both Morning Stars out.
4: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, with my offhand, I'm going to bring one of the Morning Stars across and miss. And then as he jumps back, I'm going to continue my momentum with sliding on the ground, and then I'm going to connect pretty solidly with him. Okay. Uh, what was your attack total? It was 23.
0: Okay. His armor class is 20. Uh, okay. So, just in the future, everyone's attacking him, 20 or higher, you can just go ahead and narrate success. 19 or less, you narrate your miss. All right. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, what is, how much damage do you do? Uh, eight plus three. So, 11. 11. Okay. So, you actually, I'm going to say, everyone else, you hear a resounding almost like a gong just don't. <laughs> As your Morningstar mace just cracks up the thing upside the head, it doesn't even turn its head. Your mace hits it, there's a loud gonging sound, and it doesn't even seem to really react. You've been in your body long enough to know that that's probably how you would have reacted to a similar attack. That doesn't mean it wasn't damage, but just these things are ridiculously resilient to the, all forms of attack. Okay, we are back at the top of the order, and lander. So you are over on the side going and roll another dexterity.
1: Actually, Well, you're on the ground, so you can just choose to stay on the ground, and you don't have to roll it. I'm actually going to choose to stay on the ground. Lander uh, puts his thumb up to his mouth and wipes a little bit of the blood and looks at it. And he's just like, damn you. And he chooses to use a uh, second level spell, which he's out of, but he wants to use a coin to do that.
0: Okay, so I just want to keep in mind, you know Mage Hounds are all but resistance to all forms of magic. So the chances of this war, I mean, you can do it, but I'm just saying you, you would know going into it that there's a very right. little chance it's going to do anything it's, if you're directly
4: he's attacking probably it. probably casting it on himself.
1: No, it's a sh- spell not. called Shatter, which he has to make a saving throw, and since he's made of metal, he has disadvantage.
0: Okay, so they normally get advantage against all magic, so it's still just going to be a straight roll okay. for him. And what is your DC? Thirteen. Okay. He fails.
1: Does that target an area or a object? Or? It does it does target an area. So you just put a hole in our ship. It's a ten foot radius and it makes it just makes a loud noise. But I do it so <laughs> that it doesn't include Cranthon in okay. the attack. So it's a very loud, thunderous noise. Much like the one that just happened. Right. It's like it's like we're having a drum solo down here. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing bearing guns. Thirteen
0: points of damage. So much like before, you I can right. well you can tell that your spell had an effect. It wasn't absorbed from by the mage hound, but it uh it had very minimal effect.
1: Can I see him like blur a little bit like the uh, vibrations made him vibrate? Just for a hint of barest of a second. <laughs> yeah, so, like, then, like he just like vibrated like a symbol. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cade.
0: You see the airship has now moved and is in front of you and you can see two figures that are right, basically right in front of the, of the basically it's almost like a, a Zeppelin is what this looks like. So there's like an undercarriage where people pilot this airship, but it's open and you can see two figures, you would assume are elves, that are doing something um, as they're pointing towards your ship. How far would I estimate they are above us? At this point, they're as close as they've been, so probably 100 yards or less. Is
2: is the dark discovery? Um, is our uh, is our wheel? Is it an exposed wheel or is it a covered wheel?
0: Just the way we've narrated this, it's basically inside like a bridge, so it's most more like a modern day ship. So you're inside an area that actually has like a glass front, okay? And you're looking out the front of the ship while you're piloting. It's a fantasy world. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I got it. All right, well, uh,
2: I'm gonna do a little something stupid because that's. That's what what we do. do? That's what we do. It's usually uh, my job. Uh, I will let go of the wheel. I'll kind of, you know, let go of the wheel. Step over to the to the uh, the door.
0: Open the door, and I'm going to try to plug one of them with my bow. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. Now I'm not sure what the range is. But I'm going to guess the max is 320. Then you're you're still in a storm. So I'm still going to give you disadvantage on That's that because the wind is whipping pretty hard. And that will wind up for a 14. 14 is going to miss. So your arrow thunks into the like the underneath of the under undercarriage where they're at. So it actually mm-hmm. gets right there. just just doesn't make connection. And then I'll move back to the wheel. Okay. everin
3: Well, I might as well jump down there and, uh, and start going after this thing because I don't know how we're going to get it off of the ship. It's still got to go up two decks probably. Basically, my hands are on the edge of the hole. I'm kneeling, so uh, I will just do like a little, like a somersault into the hole and uh, try to um, rotate 270. And just drop feet first down into the in the bottom of the ship there.
0: Okay, you can do that. I'll, I won't even have you roll the deck check just because you're already on your knees holding on. So you you might get bounced around, but then you're able to do that. So you're now on the the third level of the deck, uh, standing in we'll say about a foot's worth of water.
3: Okay. Can I uh, run up to the back of the Mage Hound, see if I can put my sword in the back of its knee?
0: And again, just to, for the audience, too, this is your phantom sword? This is my
3: phantom sword that uh, coalesces from my phantom arm. Okay. Um, my, cool. uh, my left hand usually uh, carries a small actual physical shield. And uh, when I need a weapon, uh, my phantasm arm generates the phantasm sword.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll your attack roll.
3: It's going to be a 22.
0: All right. Uh, high or low? High. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Seven. So you run up and you basically just stab this thing. It's going to be in its gut because it still had turned towards Lander. So again, its top half would be facing the back of the ship and its legs are still facing the front. Uh, so you just run up and you basically just stab your, your sword right into it. It actually cuts in it almost kind of like like butter. I mean, it just it, it actually goes inside of him. And then you feel a sort of a strange pulling sensation. And then your arm and your sword start to like blink out and your arm and your sword are both gone. Okay. All right. It's the airship's turn. So the two figures on the front of the deck uh, have continued to manipulate something that you can't actually see. uh, And a gigantic ball of fire erupts from the front of the Zeppelin. And basically an enhanced fireball is coming directly at your ship however it seems to just disappear very similar to how you've noticed in the past that magic has reacted to the magehound. uh the same sort of thing happened to your ship and the whole thing just sort of fizzles and pops what's Kade's reaction to that
3: since he's the only one that would have seen it
0: it probably was like oh shit what you actually, you probably would even be able to see, uh, kind of, kind of it happening, uh, very similar to like what you've seen with the Maytown. As the spell is getting really close to the ship, it almost gets like funneled down into a point, actually right above the crow's nest, almost like a lightning rod, and it just literally just sucked all that energy down into the ship, as far as you can tell, without any actual
1: effect. Does that make our ship go faster by chance? We don't know yet.
0: It is now <laughs> the Maytown's turn? There's he, this little button that pops no, up next to it, it says ludicrous. Speed. It does not make smoke <laughs> when the water. It doesn't make smoke (laughs) at all. So the Mage Hound is actually going to attack the ship. It's going to raise its leg and just bring it down on the bottom of the ship as hard as it can to try to crack and scuttle the ship and kill you all. Uh, First, he's going to make a saving throw uh, with advantage to see if he falls over. Hmm. (laughs) And he fails. So actually, as he raises his foot to stomp down... That is when the ship hits a wave, and it's just high enough for him to lose his balance, and he's going to fall on his butt. I am going to say, however, that there's still a cracking sound just from all of his weight hitting down right in the seam of the ship. So there's a, a crack along the board that runs along the bottom. And, Cranton, you are up. Okay, so Cranton realizes
4: basically that we're just on equal footing. But like he, he looks the same as me. There's not a whole lot I can do except for, like, basically outsmart this thing. Over the five years that I've been in this thing's mind, I know that they're basically pretty primitive in their thoughts. They're pretty much just predators. They just attack normally, sorcerers, wizards, all that kind of stuff. So he is going to try to use the advantage of the ship rocking back and forth. When he sees him kind of lose his balance, he then takes advantage of that and he he manages to connect with the with his offhand mace or off offhand Morningstar. And when he hits him. Like, there's enough weight behind it, even though he weighs a lot. And then the next blow actually lands squarely on his shoulder and actually puts a little bit of a dent in his shoulder. So the first attack did 7 damage, and the second one did 17 damage.
0: Okay. Uh, Big high or low? High. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty much you do just come down... Bam, bam. So is it a is it morning star or is it a mace? Morning stars. Okay. Because I, I said the one earlier and I think I was wrong. So you bring both of them down and there is a small dent that you've put into this creature. And it also, now that he's on the ground, you're hitting him kind of down. So the crack that he started with his foot, or actually he started with when he fell, widens even more. And you can start to see... Water's starting to seep in from that hole. You can actually see it bubbling up amongst the water that's already and there. And that was
4: my goal, because I will also yell to Everin As I drive him into the ground and you can see, like, water starting to seep through again, I'm going to yell for you to grab a side of the crate, because I'm going to push him this thing through the floor. And then I'm going to jump on top of it. So I'm going to use my action surge to try to drive it into the ground.
0: Okay. Uh, go ahead and just give, know, me, give me give me a or? give me a dex check first. No. Okay. I was going to let you use the um, the rocking of the ship to like, almost jump on purpose. Oh wait,
4: I already did the dex check before at the start of my turn. Well
0: this this wasn't to keep from falling. This was basically to use that to get additional damage. Oh, like okay. basically, yeah. you're it so that you would even get more pa- more umph. So yeah. I, I was just going to give you some bonus damage. So, but you can go ahead and still do your action. Okay. I got a thirteen. All right. Is, oh, okay. So, well, the thing is, you can still hit the bottom of the ship because if you you come in straight down and you miss, you still hit the ship, which is still accomplishing your goal. So I'm still let you do damage to the ship. Yeah. So, so I'm
4: just like punch, like I'm kind of on top of him trying to like punch into the, like punch him, but I'm missing. So I'm like missing, but hitting the ship, and okay. then he rolls to the side, and I punch and I hit the ship again.
0: I'm happy to do that. The second one will yeah. hit. So go ahead and roll damage the first time against the ship. Your damage is D12 plus 4. So the first one will do 8, and the second one will do 14. Uh, you are That dent that you started earlier is starting to crack a little bit. We are back to Cade.
2: I'm, I'm just going to keep, keep doing what I've been doing. I,
0: I guess I don't know what's going down in the hold. Um, give me a uh, perception check. 14. You're probably still almost wide-eyed and mouth agape after what just happened with this fireball. But you're still pretty much looking dead straight at the airship. And you see the two figures up there that they seem to be looking at each other like, what happened? I don't know. They're shaking their heads and pointing at your ship. And then one of them stands on the railing and opens his arms. And he's got either he's wearing something or he literally has like a membrane from his feet to his hands. And it looks like he's getting ready to jump off and come towards your ship. Does our ship
2: have uh, a pointy figure on the end, or like some type of a, a pointy mast?
0: Well, the, I mean, the mast at the top, or the right. Cruiser, I mean, yeah. like out the, front of the bow. Fig- You're
2: talking yeah. about a figurehead. Does our figure? Does our figurehead have a sword or a point to it, or, or something?
0: It has something. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, you t- I mean, you don't even have to spend the point. I mean, most ships mm. had those. So, w- what is on the bow of your ship? The name of the ship is Dark Discovery. Yeah, I don't know if we ever really talked about
2: that. What do we have on it, guys? Regardless, that's not important though. I, I want to run him over. Okay. Well, the ship obviously is too high. Right, right. But he's going to come down, and he's going to float, and I'm literally going to so attempt to crash into him with a ship.
0: So you're holding your action. Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. That's going to be hard as fuck to do, but if you do it, he's fucking dead.
1: <laughs> I would like to use a hero token.
0: All right, for well, that. we'll get to that. Ever. Okay.
1: Just real quick, I feel like I got skipped somewhere this last round.
0: You may have. Would
3: you? What was yeah. your initiative? Yeah, you were first. Yeah, you were supposed to be first. Yeah,
1: so I'm right. sorry. I, I moved
0: your card when I did Kate. Okay, so you're you're up now. So we're not exactly in the right
1: order, but now you're now you're going. Okay. <laughs> you were stunned. I <laughs> mean, that's fine. I'm not going to do anything significant, anyways. Well, you don't know that. No, I won't. You're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so while looking at this, uh, this mage hound. That's on the floor of our ship. I'm just going to slowly stand up, uh, putting my hand uh, hands against the wall, like kind of creeping myself up and supporting myself against the ship. I'm just like, is that all you got, bitch? And then I touch myself, and I cast Mage Armor on myself. Okay. Um, and that ends my turn.
0: That's how you're far enough away. He can't absorb that. Okay, so you cast Mage Armor on yourself. Sorry about being skipped. It's now Everin's turn.
3: Everin hears Cranton. Tell him to go get the usable pieces of the cage. Uh, so he's going to, um, instead of running back and forth upstairs and across uh, floors of the ship, he would like to, like martial art style, jump, run and jump up the, from deck to deck.
0: Well, first you gotta make a dex check to see if you fall on your butt from the rocking of the ship. So uh, I do fall on my butt with a six. So it takes half your movement to stand, stand up. back up. So you can make it up one floor with an athletics or acrobatics check. Or if you don't have that, it would be a straight dexterity. I'm going to say the DC on that's pretty hard, though. So I'm going to say it's 16. Okay. I just use that dice to fail, so we'll use a different one.
3: So can I use my, um, can I say I can put my bonus action in it to like dash to get extra movement?
0: Yeah, if you want to do that, I'll let you try to do both. So let's see okay. if you can make it to the first one up to, to the second level first.
3: Oh, that's a nat twenty on the okay. first roll.
0: Actually, just tell me what it looks like. You're all the way at the top of the ship. So uh um, You're on the fucking mast.
3: <laughs> so I uh as with the rocking of the ship, I'm kind of uh starting off slow as I'm retreating away from the mage Hound and uh, gauge my time so that when the ship goes down I'm jumping up and I catch on to the uh basically what's the the floor of the second level and just kinda of do a gymnast swing real quick and as the, the boat begins to teeter back the other way, I use it to flip up to the next level um, and catch it and just uh, climb up and um, immediately scurry toward the cage.
0: So the airship is maintaining its position. It doesn't do anything, but one of the elves jumps off in their squirrel suit and they start flying toward you. And they're actually going to cast a magic spell while they're doing this. And they're going to cast magic missile at Everon, since he just happened to pop up on the deck Cade, you were ready in an action would you like to go before or after this character goes
2: well i would love to go before to attempt to pre- to you know preempt his
0: attack so we are going to use your uh hero token here just to remind everyone at home what those are it's it's a it's a way for the character or the players to have a brief bit of narrative control of over the story. Each player starts with one at the end of the game and they can air, earn more throughout play. So you have full control here. What happens? Right as he jumped off
2: as the elf jumped off of the airship, uh the Dark Discovery was proceeding down and into the wave drop and and as we're we're coming up to the crest, the sails swell full of uh Uh, in the 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 storm's wind and it propels the the dark discovery up out of the water um, higher than we had previously before and the flying elf squirrel man was taken aback by this and suddenly um, the wind gust also blew him off course a bit right into the front of the ship (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay That's the coolest thing ever I love that <laughs> So um Elven glider number one Is no more <laughs> Okay It is now time for the mage hound to go It is going to Because it doesn't exactly know What you're trying to do Rocky um, Or Krant I should say You're doing what it was trying to do anyways So it's just going to go ahead And essentially going to flip over and it's just going to punch the bottom of the ship as twice as hard as it can because it's also just trying to destroy the ship and sink all of you. So uh, we'll just go ahead and say you can't miss. I'll roll to see, make sure he doesn't like get a critical hit or a critical failure. Uh, he does not, so he will do uh, damage against the ship. Dun-dun-dun. 16 plus 4. Okay, it does 20 points of damage to the ship. That crack has now widened significantly and he's not it's not big enough for him to fall out but there's now an onslaught of water rushing up into the ship. You, you don't have a whole lot of time before this will actually sink your ship. Cranton, it is now your turn. Cranton will see the gap widen and he will run over to Everin.
4: He will rip or, sorry, he will run over to one of the storage uh boxes, and he will rip the lid off, and he will return back to the magehound that's punching the floor, and he'll just jump on it with, like, using the... Crate as a surfboard? The crate as, like, a surfboard, basically, to jump on this thing, to jump push off. him down and uh seal the hole,
0: hopefully, with the same move. Okay, um... We'll just roll that as an attack roll using strength. You may want to I'm not going to give you proficiency. Sure, it works. Uh, but uh, if 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 you, I'm su- proficient with uh, with jumping with boards in your hand. No, I'm proficient with uh,
4: <laughs> using storage
0: crates as <laughs> <of his> weapons. <laughs> he is prone though, so yes. I do get advantage. So, yeah, you would get advantage. It's a critical. <laughs>
4: twenty. All right. <laughs> it is. So,
0: so you, you kind push, of already yeah. told me what it's going to look like, but tell me what it looks like.
4: So, uh, I go the 10 feet away and just rip the, like a, probably a, probably an eight foot wide crate and I just rip the lid of it off and I run back over and I jump and just drive the mage Hound into the ground, uh, with the weight of me on top of it and the weight of itself and just push it through the bottom of the thing and then I just use my weight to try to basically just stop
0: some, the water from coming in. Alright, so I'm going to make a couple rolls. And def- I'm hoping the weight of him, he just goes straight to the ocean floor. <laughs> Is I'm going to give him a dexterity saving throw to try to grab the side of the bottom of the ship so he doesn't literally go to the bottom of the ocean. Okay, I got a critical so he doesn't Well, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have very good dexterity However, I did roll a natural 20, so he is holding on to the side of the ship. Now I want to do a higher low to see if this crate top breaks in half, and then you would then sink to the bottom of the ocean, so pick higher low. I'm going like to go low, because that's where I'm going to go, <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> okay, the crate breaks in half, or the, the <laughs> lid, so you now need to make a dexterity saving throw. You have negatives to this. Two. All right. Would you like to use your hero token at this point? No, I'm an excellent swimmer. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the, the crate lid still breaks, but you don't fall. So tell me, what, you, what did you do? Did you just grab the other side of the ship? Or are you grabbing hold of him? Are you, like, how did you manage? Not I'd to like think? to
3: think that he falls through to the waist and his arms outstop him. When I jump onto his back, the, originally he doesn't go
4: through the hole. He, and I lose my balance, and he eventually cracks and falls through the hole, and as the, basically this piece of wood is on his back, and it snaps as he goes through, and I follow him, and he grabs onto my leg and pulls me, but my upper body ends up managing to to hold me, and I'm like holding on to the edge of the, uh, of the, well, the, inside of the ship basically but i'm just in the hole holding onto the sides like pushing myself like holding myself up while he has my leg
0: I'm almost like you're doing like a dip yeah like okay all right lander you see your brother in whatever form he's now taken break through the bottom of the ship and he's basically got his arms outstretched holding on to the sides of this ship that is still continuing to crack and there's the other mage hound that's sort of holding on to him it looks like he's trying to drag both of them down to the bottom and sink the ship
1: at the same time. So I run over to Cranton, and I, how big is this hole? Well,
0: it can't be any wider than his, his wingspan. So I will say it's probably about two and a half feet to three and a half feet wide and six, six feet deep.
1: Okay. That's not that big. It is only on the bottom of the Well, it's smaller than I thought originally. So I run over to Cranthon, and I outstretch my hand to help pull him up back up onto the ship so he's not half in the ocean. Cranthon says you are not strong enough and doesn't even reach his hand up to pull you in with him. That may be true, but my first instinct is to get Cranthon back on the ship. So you hold out your hand to your bro, and he just looks at you like you're an idiot. And a half second later, I just grab him, like, by the arm, and I just pull him on, regardless if it helps or not. All right. And you
3: immediately get a hernia as you try to lift
0: (laughs) through 800
3: pounds above the... We'll
0: we'll see, because
1: my strength is not that good. (laughs) Let's make a strength check with super disadvantage. He has an 11. It has disadvantage, too. Yeah, that does not happen. (laughs) Okay. You go... (laughs) For the listeners out there, I rolled a two with no (laughs) bonuses.
0: (laughs) All right. Evren. Roll me a perception check. Fifteen. So as you are running up to the cage, um, a strange sort of mewing sound catches your attention. Oh, Jesus. So Everin grabs the first
3: cage and hears the the mewing sound and just for a second hangs his head and closes his eyes. And then he takes a quick sidestep to the other cage. And following Cranthin's orders, he attempts to rip off... Or not, I should say rip off, but I'll take the bolts out of the hinge and take the door off. And then I want to essentially run back to the hole and, and, and jump down there to, to get it to him.
0: All right. So just to make sure I understand, there's, there were three cages total. One was really big, which is where the, uh, the, actual, adult was. Uh, the adult was. And there were two smaller crates that were more like actual crates that had eggs, one egg in each. So the cage where the adult was was is metal bars. That's not going to do you any good. The other two that are smaller are actually like crates, so you could lift off a lid or a side and have a square piece of wood. Is that what you're trying to – basically, are you trying to dismantle one of the boxes? Yes. Okay. That's going to take your entire turn, but you're able to do that. Uh, I,
3: okay. Can I use my accent surge then to – Take the crate, and move, and run it over to the... Yes. Okay.
0: When you remove the top of the crate, you see inside is the egg that you had placed, but it has been smashed against the side in the, in the storm, and it's just burst open, and it's just all a bunch of gooey, and there's like a small sort of owlbear fetus thing. Oh, no, that looks pleasant. That's pretty gross. It'll I
3: might uh, I might heave once, <laughs> retch once, uh, real close, uh, and then get over it, and then um, I will use my and Surge to uh, run back over to the hole. Okay. And, uh, I feel like I don't want to fling this thing down without it uh, going with it to make sure it doesn't crash or anything.
0: Okay. Well, we'll just say that that'll be because I'm sure it took a while for you to undo that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just say that that is, uh, that is your turn. All right. It is now time for the, um, for the second elven glider uh, who doesn't look too sure of himself uh, after his buddy was impaled by an entire ship. <laughs> Who doesn't? He seems to be like shaking his head violently towards someone you can't see as if saying, no, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but eventually he does uh, jump off and he is going to try to do the same thing his buddy tried to do. And he is going to cast magic missile at um, Everin. All right, Everin, you are struck by four pieces of blue energy and you take 14 points of damage. And there's now another elvish flying squirrel man. Circling your ship.
3: I imagine that hits me somewhere pretty square in the back. Yep. Um, and I will stumble forward um, and probably more than likely drop the crate top on the on the top of the deck. Okay. For a second.
0: All right. The Mage is going to go. He is going to try to basically let go of the ship and get both hands around Cranthon's leg. He already has one. So I'm going to give him a dexterity check essentially. He doesn't have very good dex. Let's see if you can manage. I actually did succeed, however. I don't know how I'm rolling really good over here. So yeah, so he basically now has both of his hands wrapped around one of your legs and all of his weight in trying to pull you down. Plus you're being sort of drugged by the water as you're moving through it. So you're you're kind of pushed right back into the V of the hole. And it's it's continuing to widen because as you're getting pushed, you're literally just like splitting the ship in two as you get pushed back. And it is your turn. Okay. So I'm gonna try to
4: take my other foot and just drop it on his head
0: and kick him off of me. Okay. So we'll do a strength versus strength. and I'll give you advantage since you've got the advantage in the situation. 17. Okay. What does it look like? So he managed
4: to get a pretty good grip on my leg. And so I lift my other leg, which is really hard because I'm like fighting the water that's with the speed of the ship. But as soon as I get my leg up, I just use the momentum of that and everything to just kick him in the face. And he
0: releases me. Yep. So you basically are able to, to break his, his hold. And just for the briefest of seconds, you can see him or it floating backwards. And then you're already past it. You're gone. You've, you've moved forward. But he's now gone. It's now gone. But you're still continuing to split the ship open. And uh, this ship is taking on a ton of water at this point. Lander.
1: Lander is once again going to try to pull Crantham back on the ship. Okay, roll a strength check with
0: disadvantage. A four. You're gonna fail. Okay. <laughs> Listen, just. Would mend- you like to do anything else? I'll say that's half your turn. Can I mend the ship? You will, but I think uh, I would have to dispel it. I think it's a pretty minor amount of. It is. It's
1: uh basically it goes to one square foot. So you would have to cast it multiple times. Correct.
4: Cast it here to stop me from sliding down.
1: But it will. It will start to repair the ship. As long as the breaker tears no larger than one foot in any dimension. So it is. It basically does one square foot of right. uh, repairing.
0: Okay, so the, the hole itself is, but I imagine that you're just sort of like mending the, the, the V back together. Correct. But there's still a chance because he's there that the spell will be absorbed. So pick high or low. I will pick high. It is high. The spell works, and you uh, momentarily staunch the ripping of the ship and more than fix it, you halt it from getting worse, which is in this case, a good thing. Yeah. Everin, you were just shot in the back by something. You don't know what it is. You sort of dropped the lid you were holding and you fall into your knees at the edge of the hole.
3: So that hurt a lot. But I know that the Mage that is probably still in the bottom of the ship for all I know. Is probably causing more damage. So I won't bother to look around because I'm so close to the hole. I will grab the uh, lid of the crate that I was carrying and uh, kind of hold it out from me and jump down the hole, um, kind of using it as a brake, sort of, to slow my fall. And uh, He's
4: got a wooden parachute. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> He's like, watch this! doesn't work. I'm Jackie
3: Channing it again. <laughs>
0: you, you start spinning uncontrollably yeah. like a uh, helicopter.
3: Yeah. One of those. Uh, things off a tree. But uh, yeah, just hold it over my head and jump through the hole and uh, land. And I want to, when I land, I want to heave it toward, I'm surprised because the mage hound is now gone. And I look over and I want to heave it toward uh, toward lander and Cranton
0: Okay. you You land on the bottom and you sort of almost like shuffleboard, skip it over there and it lands right next to them. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to try and hit him with the ship again Okay, so I know it's, it's going to be really, really, really hard Yes, you're going to have to make a piloting check Which is, for you defaults to intelligence um, You just try to make a miss I'm going to give you disadvantage time. And you have what well, Just roll really high or you miss <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have advantage last time?
2: 19 And a 20 uh, That'll wind up being two, 22
0: <laughs> that do it So <laughs> what does it look like?
3: <laughs> Kate is playing
0: elven darts <laughs> essentially
3: this is why lawn darts cut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what the front of the ship looks like it's just a lawn yep, dart Yeah, it's a giant lawn dart or, or it's a kid with a lawn dart in his leg <laughs> all I know is uh, I am not cleaning that up <clears> off the front of the ship so uh, again
2: he he is uh, squirrel batting around all around all over the place and and he's coming in to, to land. Um, I, I guess he was coming in to land. Uh, and I just kind of, Cade, hauled right on the wheel. And, uh, you know, the ship just went
0: to a uh, port and shish kebab. <laughs> All right. Craneth give it's me. Almost a- like the ship had a will of its own. Almost as if it did. Cranith, uh, go ahead and give me a strength saving throw. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Kranith, it is now your turn. Okay, so after my brother starts mending
4: the ship, like behind where my body is, where I was ripping it away, I take advantage of the fact that I stopped for a second and I use my hands to try to push, push me out to get me out of
0: the hole. Okay, it's gonna be a strength check. I'm gonna give you, I'll give you disadvantage on it. You're really strong, but this is, I mean, it's a up current battle. And what I was gonna do was try to lift my legs.
4: To where just I use the momentum of the water coming up to put me up there. We'll see if that
0: works. God hates me. 11. You have plus four on your strength checks. 12. That'll do it. So you're able to sort of bring your legs up in front of you, time it with the ship perfectly. So that actually as it catches air, there's a moment where you're not being drugged by so much. Uh, but I will say that you actually do sort of a somersault landing on Lander. And he is now underwater. Uh, With you on top of him, because there's like two and a half feet of three feet of water in the bottom of the ship. Now, the other thing that you notice is that where the hole is, there's like a shimmery blue light and no more water is coming in. But then it starts to like flicker back and forth and it's like kind of coming in and out. Well, I'm going to see
4: that and recognize that it looks some kind of archaic. So I'm going to roll off of my brother and keep rolling to, towards the back of the ship to get away from the hole to hopefully let it like heal or whatever it's doing.
0: Okay, so once you get far enough away, it it resolidifies and there's like a it's like a blue light that covers the hole, which is stopping the water from coming in. There's still a lot of water in the ship, and there's you know you're in a bad situation, but you're not actively sinking. All right, Cade, we're I well, actually know you killed someone with your ship again, Granthin, Lander.
1: That is officially all I wanted to do with this character. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lander, as Cranthon as Cranthin rolls off of me, trying to, I, I like sit up and gasp and breathe again. I, I roll over <laughs> and give Cranthon a big hug, and I'm like, I love you too, bro, because he was just on top of me, and I'm so happy he's back on the ship. So I then give him a big hug and then release, and then I cast Mending once again on the ship to help it heal. Okay,
0: so this. Energy is sort of just keeping the water from coming in. The ship is still damaged, so you're able to continue and help uh, plug the hole. How many times can you cast that spell? It's
1: a cantrip, so I can cast it indefinitely.
0: Okay. So within you know, uh, 10, 15 minutes, you can cast it enough so that it completely seals the hole that that was letting the water in. Okay. All right. So at this point, we will actually drop out of combat because the airship, there's another guy. who was up on the railing and he's shaking his head violently no and someone actually tries to push him off and he won't let go of the ship Uh, and so you guys kind (laughs) of sail deeper into the storm as you see the ship sort of slow to a halt Uh, If the storm is getting worse and worse, it's probably not safe for it to continue on. And no one else wants to jump out and come and try to attack your ship. I don't know why that would be. So we will sort of have a scene break here as we see the dark discovery continuing to wave jump deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart of the storm. So thanks to Cade's expert piloting, you are able to weather the storm. You've come out on the other side. It's Wape it's like past midnight, it's probably just a couple hours before dawn, and you're on a fairly calm sea. Uh, the ship still has a lot of water in it, you guys will have to manually uh, bail that out. I'm I'm sure we'll, we'll figure that out, doesn't have to be too much of a story element. So we're going to say that you guys have all met back into sort of like the kitchen area, the galley, uh, to sort of talk about what just sort of happened. So you can tell me what you've done in the meantime. So it's been about two hours. Anything that you've done in particular. And then I want you guys to kind of have the scene where you talk about what just happened.
3: So does somebody want to fill me in on how that thing got off of the boat? Yeah, I'm actually really interested in that, too. I motivated it to the bottom. You told me to go get a crate top. I went and in that span of time, it was gone. What happened?
4: That was to seal the
3: floor. Well, obviously, but you. So you put it through the floor, through the floor. Of the boat.
4: Yes. It was trying to sink the ship, so I figured I might as well help it go through the floor.
2: You, you helped it try to sink us?
3: I. Look, C- C- everyone looks Cade. at Cade
4: like,
1: seriously? It, it wasn't going to sink us. That's what the wood was for. Real quick, in this moment, Lander is not in the scene, and he busts open the door, and he starts shadow shadowboxing the air, and he's like, did you guys fucking see me out there? I was fucking awesome! And he just starts shadowboxing like, I was so good!
3: Everyone will pay him absolutely no attention.
1: Yeah! goddamn alcohol. Yes, Lander, you did brilliant. I know! Did you guys see me? That dude was totally scared of me. He ran for his life. Yeah! So go back to the part where you punched him through the ship. Yeah, dude, that was so awesome, bro! You totally kicked him through the floor. (laughs) You're a hippie sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, you put him through the
2: floor. How how did we not sink? I'm confused. It was too
3: far away for me to see. I'm just as interested.
2: No, I mean seriously, what 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 happened? Because because the ship did something really weird too. Yeah, it appears that your ship is uh maybe has some magical qualities that
4: I might be absorbing because when the hole opened up I could see a flicker of the magic trying to work. And so I moved away and then it actually repaired the hole itself. We still have about two foot of water in the base of the ship, but
3: at least we're not sinking now. Wow. So what's this weird thing that you just mentioned? Uh Elven airship. A funny thing, they.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I felt it too. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I missed. Anyway, they they shot fire at us like a big fireball, and and it got absorbed like into the mast. It did. It was like it was like like a,
3: like a lightning rod. Y-
2: yeah, yeah. How did like, it almost, go again? Almost like him. Like kind of like right into there, like that. Like a magic rod. Right into the ship. Yeah. Or it, is there anything up? in the crow's nest have you guys been up in the crow's nest i don't know that i have nest. no
3: need to i mean i, I don't been there a few times is there anything up there i mean no
1: it's just regular crow's nest i don't trust the ladder so i don't go up there yeah uh, that's probably good. <laughs> that might be my bad i kind of dislodged it last time i was up there huh. well it's a ship it's probably a rope ladder so it probably wouldn't hold you anyways <laughs> Uh,
2: oh, oh, when, Lander. Um, when you, when you get a chance, uh, yeah, you're welcome. I kind of did some
1: bending on the ship. It's you. okay. Thank I, you. You're welcome, Captain. I got gotcha. you.
2: While while you're in a cleaning mood and a repairing mood, you're gonna need a mop and a bucket, maybe, <sighs> because there's
1: elves on the front of our ship. There's elves. Yeah. Oh, f- hell yeah! I'll clear those knife ears off. Okay some good piloting there captain. I uh, don't.
2: Yeah, it was it was, it
1: was good. <laughs> Watch the Slurs lander. Uh, oh oh right, of course uh present company excluded. I mean, mm-hmm. The I mean, you know, uh there's other I mean, well you know cuz they suck, but I mean, mm-hmm. you're awesome and what I'll go get the bucket. Good idea. No no,
2: before you go, before you go. We got this from uh I guess maybe as a uh, sorry, maybe, from Longbeard or from somebody else. He, oh, Longbeard did this? Yeah, I like yeah it. well, I it's, like from, it's from last time. I guess it was a, a future payment for the last job we did for him. It's the good stuff. Yeah, and, and he owes us He owes us this stuff, this good stuff of his, because friggin' asshole backstabbed us. Well, yeah, but what is this good stuff you talk about? We don't know this guy like you do. Oh, it's his private select stash here. He, brings over the bottle and some mugs and ha- hands them to you. Uh, oh, sorry, Cranthon. Wait. Can we uh, sell it? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe.
3: Is it? Is this alcohol? Yes. <gasps> I, I would love some. Sorry, Lander, you don't get any of this. You have a job do cleaning off the elf bodies.
1: I, 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 I can sober with you guys. We can sober. after
3: right? After you're done. It's oh. so what you get for the knifeier comment. Oh, uh. Go clean. Damn elves. Not grumble, grumble, grumble. Walk off. So, Cade, what what happened with your discussion with Longbeard while the rest of us were getting essentially jumped?
2: Oh, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he poisoned me, as best I can tell, because the world got a little kind of wonky. And I tried to stab him. He wanted to buy, buy Cranton off of us, of me, and I wouldn't sell him because, you know, I can't sell my friend. We're friends, right?
4: Yes, and it turns out that uh, it was good that you didn't sell me. There were some dwarves that were down in the hold going through all your stuff looking for certain items I think of more value than I am. There's a
0: title card that says four years earlier and we see Lander making his way to the cave that your brother sent you the message about. It took you much longer to get here than you had anticipated. It's been a full year of adventures that are for another time, but you have found yourself right outside the cave that you're pretty sure is the one that your brother's message indicated you should go to.
1: Lander approaches the cave, knowing that his brother Cranthon gave him the message, and as he approaches the cave, he start he slowly starts to go into a sprint, and then full out runs with tears in his eyes knowing that his brothers inside here so you make your way into the cave which again you you believe is the one that your
0: brothers um, magic message told you to find and when you come inside it, it looks to be like a normal cave the the entrance looks to have been damaged at some point as if something larger than should have gone through has gone through so that you can see it's been weathered a year but it's still somewhat noticeable you start looking around and you don't you don't see any signs at all of your brother like there's just nothing and you keep making your way deeper and deeper into the cave and eventually you kind of go through a smaller passage and it opens up and on the inside you're now inside like a like a grotto inside the cave and there is a ship that is moored inside a body of water inside this sort of grotto cave and it is just literally just sitting there as if it's not been touched in maybe a hundred years or more, to your right, there's the remnants of what looked to be like a table that was destroyed there's It's just been broken, there's just pieces and parts and after a year or so of decay, it's you know it's pretty well rotted. There's still pieces of glass and little doohickeys of metal, but you really can't make much out of it. but the only thing that you can see is the ship.
1: Well, I quickly search around the ship and the surrounding areas to see if I can find my brother Cranin because this is where he said I should meet up with him. Okay? So
0: um you make your way up to the side of the ship. There's there's no way to get on it without swimming because it's literally just sort of parked out in the middle. Of it. it's, it's it's a small grotto, but you still can't, you know, get to it unless I don't know if you have any spells that would let you get there. I don't think so. No, I I do not. So you have to swim over. Uh you see the placard, the, the name of it on the side and it says Dark Discovery. It appears to be made out of a really dark wood. It's well kept. Uh the sails have all been stowed away, so it's just like a, a, a bare mast. Uh there's a rope ladder of, off the side that you use to climb up. And as you start to search around the ship, it's basically abandoned. You know, you don't see anybody, you don't see any
1: signs of anything. I I I'm frantically searching the ship and I'm like, I know, I, I know he has to be here. He has to be somewhere around here. And I'm just frantically searching, moving every box, every nook, every cranny. I'm like, he said he would be here. Where's he at?
0: And you make your way deeper and deeper into the ship. And that is where you are confronted with something that you may not even realize at first what it is or what this might mean. But on the lowest part of the hold, there is a table. And on that table is a darkling. So you probably might even think that the figure on the table is your brother at first, because it, it is a, a human-shaped figure. And it's not until you get right up on it that you see the, the very dark skin, the pointy elf-like ears, the the white hair. The only thing this possibly could be is a Darkling. But you know as well as anybody, this, the stories that there have been no Darklings seen in hundreds of years. As far as anyone knows, they are a, a wiped-out race. And here on a table in front of you is one that looks healthy and vibrant, but it's not moving at all.
1: Right. I slowly approach the table with much caution. And as I get closer to the darkling, I extend my hands and I want to see if it has some sort of pulse or some sort of life within it.
0: And now we will cut back to current time when clearly this must have been what the dwarves were searching for which this thing is still stowed away in your secret compartments on the lower levels.
3: Did they find it? No. I don't think so.
0: I got to them before they could find it. Whew, the damn. The safe.
3: That's good. That was really close. I mean, it's bad enough that, that Longbeard wanted you, that he went from trying to buy you to trying to kill us all. But if he would have found that, I don't, I mean. And that's I, why I didn't want to go in there with you guys. Good point. Next time, we'll
2: ta- we'll trust Cranthon's gut, you know, decorum be damned. I hope there isn't a next time. <laughs> you and me both. I don't know if this ship can take it next time. You know, that's actually a good point. We ought to go look. The ship's been damaged. What if it's damaged?
0: Do we know is it a male or female? It, it's a male and um, androgynous. <laughs> it is in the, in the entire time. I'm sure it's different points you've lo- examined it. It continues to be in that sort of stasis where it's not aging, but it's not decaying. There's no signs of life, but it's still warm to the touch. And it doesn't appear to have changed at all in any of the times that you've checked it before.
4: What do we have it in?
0: There's a secret compartment on the lowest level for smuggling. And you guys have it hidden away. Probably in there. be padded
3: at the very least. But.
0: All right. Well, Lander's off cleaning the front of the ship.
3: Cade, you want to take a quick look with me? Yeah. Because I'd rather have two of us down there if this thing decides to wake up or jump out at us. Who knows what it's going to do if it's awake? Probably a lot of screaming. Well, it would be a first in a couple hundred years, so who knows. Cranton, you mind uh, getting those dead dwarf bodies out of the hold of the ship while we're taking a look at this thing? Not a problem. So we all uh, kind of eyeball Lander as we leave the, the front level. Of the uh,
1: deck and see him working away. Lander's um, just scrubbing them dead ones off the front of the ship. Hoping he, hoping <laughs> he's got his ale with him, right?
2: Uh, he we didn't give him any.
1: I gave him some. And I said no, he had to, he had to get the elves off yeah. the ship first. And remember, Lander is constantly mm-hmm. seeking alcohol because he's only 17. So the fact that you poured him a glass like, and, like completely excited him. And he's working harder than you've ever seen him work on this ship before. I think we found our carrot for the next time we need something done. Just remember, you gotta
3: feed that carrot eventually. If that's the case. We should have given him the good stuff. We should have started
2: with the bottom barrel stuff. And
3: lesson learned. Yeah. So we, we make our way down to the uh, hold, the lower lowest level of the ship, in the hold.
0: Um, uh, you hear a um, almost a rhythmic. Knocking sound coming from inside the hidey hole where you have it hidden away. I will silently look at Cade and
3: probably meet his gaze. And then both of us will probably look at Cranthon before we turn back to the knocking sound.
4: And Cranthon will walk past you guys and pick up the three dwarves and start walking upstairs.
3: (laughs) So my gaze goes back to Cade. You want to go first or you want me to? I'll go
2: first. He'll uh, pull his rapier out and just kind of keep it down at the ready and walk over to the smuggling apartment door and flip
0: the latch. Open it up. So we cut over to Lander, who has just finished cleaning up the elves that were... It Really, the elves weren't on the ship. Pieces of the elves were on the ship. I mean, they basically crashed into a ship and... I don't know, whatever, 12 knots or whatever
1: (laughs) at full speed. I feel like I got the last partial body part just off the skewer of the front and it just plunged into the sea.
0: Perfect. And then you turn around and you, you know, you almost like you have like rubber, rubber made gloves. You're like peeling them off. And then you hear a scratching sound on the inside of one of the cages on the deck.
1: I slowly approach one of the scratching sounds. All right, it's
0: the middle, smaller cage where the owlbear egg, there were two eggs. One of them has the top removed, and you can see inside that that egg has been smashed, and it's just gross and gutty. This one still looks to be, the cage still looks to be intact. There's clearly something inside
1: there scratching on the inside. I start to call out for everybody else. Cranthon, Everin, Captain, uh, you guys there? There's no response, at least not right away. Uh, I,
0: uh, well, let me rewind here. I assume you probably would have also mended the holes in the upper levels, too? Well, well, right, right. right so it's not like there's a hole right there. Where you're right, the so seat. the ship
1: is in one piece. The, the ship
0: has been back in one piece, so they can't hear you. At least you don't think they can. Correct. And so at least for the moment, you're by yourself on the top of the ship
1: with this scratching oh, yeah. sound. I'm on my way up there, though. You, you, yeah. yeah. I say that more for myself rather than actually getting the attention of anybody around me. But as I say their names, I still continue to approach closer to the cage and look inside as I'm um, a foot away.
0: Okay, so it's this is a solid wooden box with a, like a swinging door on the front, so you can't see what's in there. I mean, you should know what's in there, but you can't see right. it unless you open the door.
1: I'm going to open the door. Probably hesitantly and very slowly. All right. So you
0: slowly reach out your hand and almost trembling, you undo the latch from the outside and nothing happens at first. And then after a few seconds, the door starts to get pushed open and you can just see the edges of a beak that's pushing it. And this little puppy sized owlbear that's still partially covered in ambiotic fluid comes out. And now that's got enough room, it starts to like stretch out its arms and it even does like a little baby stand on its back legs. Roar, and then it runs right over to you and starts nuzzling and, and just rubbing its head on the on your legs.
1: Oh, you're so cute.
0: And I I pick him up and I give him a big old hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cranton, so you come out on deck. It looks like your brother's being attacked
1: by a baby owlbear. While I'm smothering it to death with love. You little puppy, Albert. <laughs> we don't have a mascot.
4: <laughs> so Cranton will walk to the nearest edge of the ship and just toss the three dwarves over. <laughs> 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 Bloosh. Unceremoniously. Bloosh. <laughs> and then he will walk over to his brother and he'll be like, what are you doing?
1: Look at this little guy. He's so cute. And he holds him out like... Hold him out facing Cranton. Like, look, at least you're so cute. When, when it Krampin. sees you, it,
0: it kind of like frills up a little bit and starts like hissing. Cranton sticks his hand out and then taps it on the head.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then, uh, he probably says, gave it a uh,
3: concussion. He,
1: he says uh, to Lander, I don't think it likes me. That's all right. This little guy's awesome. He he pulls the baby owlbear back and kind of like cradles him a little bit and makes him feel secure again. Okay, so we will uh, so we'll cut back downstairs. You've opened the
0: secret compartment. Uh, you you open it slowly, and the still stasis body is in there, but some of the packaging, or, sorry, has come loose, and so his head was just rocking with the boat and banging into the d- wood. Kate will visibly sigh.
3: Oh, thank God. He's not awake. If he can be awake. I, I mean, maybe it would be a good thing. It's caused us nothing but anxiety I mean, and trouble. So let's hopefully it stays this way till we figure out what to do with it. Well, it hasn't all been bad. I suppose you're right. I mean, it's been some good times. All right, all right. Well, I,
2: I, do you want to pack that?
3: Oh uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. care of it. So everyone will reach in and uh, kind of readjust the body as quickly as possible and kind of pack it, kind of adjust the padding so that his head is probably more secure. And uh, I'll step away since Cade's still got the holding the door and let him close it.
0: All right. You resecure it and everything is pretty much back to normal. So your ship, uh, with lander's magic, I mean, essentially, you're eventually going to be able to fill all the holes. But it makes sense for you guys to try to find a port to hold up for a few days. So where do you guys want to go?
3: So on our way back up to the uh, bridge as we walk away from the secret compartment, I'll, um, I'll, I'll kind of lean over toward Cade. And the next port we come to, I'll get a message to Perrin and see if, um, see what we can do. As far as uh, job-wise, maybe he's got something. And uh, if not, we'll have to see what we can do about our remaining goods that we weren't able to sell to Longbeard. Well, Port Macklin's the closest to where
0: we are, so uh, I guess we'll set sail there. And then uh, we will close this scene as you guys make your way up deck and you just hear Laner going,
1: Look what I got! He's such a cutie! Look out! Oh, shit, he's trying to bite me.